Okay, my friends. So today, boy, do we have a story for you. Um, let's grab our snacks. Do you have something to snack on? Because today we're going to find out what happens to a hamburger. Or really anything else that you're eating. That's a really good question. Do you know what happens to your food when you chew it up and swallow it down? Yes. You do? It turns into energy. It turns into energy. That is a great answer, but it's not the only thing that happens to it. You want to find out? Okay, so today's... You eat it. Yeah, you you eat it for sure. So today's story is called... What? Mm, Your taste buds are doing... Hey, very good. You're identifying a lot of things that happen. So this is a science book, and it's it's written by Mr. Paul Showers, and it's illustrated by Edward Miller, and it's read today by Mommy and... And... Cho. Cho? All right. Cho, Pea Shooter's brother. Ah, okay. Well, I'm glad you're here with us today. Are you ready to find out what happens when you chew, Cho? Let's do it. Let's like to chew on it. Well, let's find out what happens when you chew on things. Yep. Here we go. I like to eat. I like bread and pears and celery. I like carrots and chicken and french fries and hamburgers. I like juice and milk. What do you like? Who is it that's talking to us? Uh, not just any person. It's a guy who's working at a restaurant, right? And he's got a lot of different foods up that he's serving. And he says, Good food makes you strong and healthy. It gives you energy and helps you grow. Your body uses food in different ways. It uses some kinds of food to make strong bones and hard teeth. It turns other food into solid muscles. It uses some of the food to keep you warm. Now, before your body can do these things, it has to change the food. Solid food, like hamburgers and french fries, have to be changed into liquids. Liquids, like milk and juice, have to be changed too. And when you change the food you eat, you are digesting it. So, I guess that's probably step one. When you eat something, you you digest it. You're changing it, right? Let's see what he says. Put two cubes of sugar in an empty glass. Take a wooden spoon and pound the lumps with the handle. Pound them until they're broken up into powder. Now, pour some water into the glass and stir. Keep stirring until the sugar powder has disappeared. Take a sip of the water. Can you taste the sugar? Well, the sugar has disappeared, but it is still there. It is broken up into millions of tiny pieces, and your eye cannot see them, but your tongue can taste them. That sounds like a science experiment, doesn't it? (laughs) I think we should do it. Now, he's still talking. He says, When you digest your food, you break it up into millions of very tiny pieces, and you start to do this as soon as you take a bite. Digestion 
begins in your mouth. When you chew, you break up the food with your teeth. Well, we know about that, right? So like if you were eating your hot dog and you take a bite of it, that's making it not a whole hot dog, it's making it just a bite of it. And then you crunch on it, chew it up a little bit, and it gets into smaller and smaller pieces. Yeah, yeah. And your stomach, and your stomach acid takes <gasps> over. Oh, you know quite a bit. Let's see what it, let's see what he says here. Get a piece of raw carrot and a plate. Take a bite of carrot and chew it ten times. Then spit the carrot out onto one side of the plate. Then take another bite. Chew it. 30 times and spit out that mouthful on the other side of the plate. Can you see the difference? The longer you chew food, the smaller the pieces will be. Now, did you know, it's a fun fact, that sometimes people can choke on their food if they take too big of a bite. So you want to be really careful to take small enough bites that you can chew it and chew it very, very well so it doesn't become big pieces that are in your mouth. You want to chew. My grandma used to tell me to chew my food at least 20 times before trying to swallow it. 20 times? That makes for a really small bite. Let's see. Oh my goodness. Look at this. So friends, I'll put a link for this book up on my uh, Instagram. You've got to get this book because it's full of science pictures too. And we can see what we're talking about. Something else helps to break up food inside your mouth. It is a fluid. Many people call it spit. But the scientific name is saliva. Oh, that's a fun name. Saliva. Whenever you take a bite of food, saliva. Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't. Never saliva out your food. Never spit out your food? Well, in this case, I think spit is only for the fluid that's in your mouth. It's not for what you actually do. It's not for the action of spitting. So you wouldn't say spit. You would still say spit out your food. Don't ever spit out your food. Because the spit has saliva in it. Okay? Now, is that in the orange stuff saliva? Let's read about it. Whenever you take a bite of food, saliva pours into your mouth. You say your mouth is watering. Saliva comes from small glands in your cheeks and under your tongue. Sometimes saliva pours into your mouth before you even take a bite. The smell of food will start it. Take a good sniff of a brownie. Sniff an open jar of pickles. And now, sniff a slice of pizza. What other foods can make your mouth water? Hmm. What do you like? What are your favorite foods that make your mouth water? A hot dog can make your mouth water. Oh, a hot dog can make your mouth water for sure. Yeah. Anything else that I make that you're like, ooh, this makes my mouth water? I can't think of anything. Okay. Can you think of something else that makes your mouth water? Nope. Hmm. Well, how about 
cupcakes. Yeah. So in the picture we can see there's a tongue. Chicken legs. Chicken legs. Oh, and it's got little tiny dots all over it. And those are the glands. Oh my goodness. Now, after you have chewed your food, you swallow it. Your epiglottis closes. Now that's a door that keeps your food from going down your trachea, which is your windpipe, and into your lungs. Your throat squeezes together when you swallow. It pushes food. Ooh, you okay? It pushes food down into your esophagus. Another name for esophagus is gullet. So we can see here that in your throat, there is your trachea, which is where the air goes. And it's at the very front of your throat. So if you put your hand on your throat and you say, ah, <laughs> you can feel your throat, right? You can feel the trachea. Yeah. And behind the trachea, <laughs> That's the epiglottis. In the picture, we can see an actual epiglottis in a real human being. Now, behind the trachea is where you put your food down. That is your esophagus. And this esophagus goes straight down into the tummy. Let's read. Your gullet is a tube, they also call it the esophagus, that leads back from the back of your mouth to your stomach. Now, <clears throat> there are muscles in your gullet that squeeze together and they push food into your stomach. Your stomach is a tube like your gullet, but there's a difference. Your stomach can stretch like a balloon and when you eat, your stomach stretches to hold the food. Whoa, and this is what it looks like inside of your stomach. It's kind of gnarly looking, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's stuff in your stomach. Let's see if we can read about it. Aha. After you swallow your meal, your stomach muscles begin to squeeze, and the food is mashed and stirred together. Your stomach has fluids in it, like the saliva in your mouth. They are called digestive fluids, and they pour in from tiny glands in the side of your stomach. The digestive fluids help to break up the food into smaller and smaller pieces. By the way, mm -hmm. his digestive fluids, a.k.a. also known as mm -hmm. acid. Stomach acid, very good. Yes, you're correct. Food stays in your stomach for several hours. Some kinds of food only stay for about two hours. Other kinds stay longer. The food stays until all the lumps have been broken up and it is like a thick soup now. It's made of millions and millions of tiny pieces. But digestion has just begun. The tiny pieces must be made even smaller. Now this happens in your intestines. What the heck? Oh my, oh my goodness. Those are intestines. So in the pictures, we can see real scientific pictures of what it might look like inside the small intestine and the large intestine. There are two intestines in your body, the small intestine and the large intestine. They are really one single long tube. 
Now this tube is coiled up inside of you like a pile of heavy rope. It is about 21 feet long. Now most of the tube is narrow and is called the small intestine. That's interesting, isn't it? And the last four or five feet of the tube are much wider. And it is called the large intestine. Wow. Whoa. I know. The soupy food is squeezed into the small intestine from the stomach. Digestive fluids from the liver and another organ called the pancreas are mixed with the food in the small intestine. And these fluids break the food up into very tiny pieces called molecules. Molecules are so small. Molecules, aka mm -hmm. atoms. Well, no, molecules are bigger than atoms. But you do need to have a special microscope to see them both. Yeah. Now, the food molecules pass into tiny blood vessels and lymph vessels into the walls of the small intestine, and they move into your blood. And then your blood carries them to every part of your body. And in the picture, we can see this happening. It's amazing. Did you know that you have that much stuff going on inside of your body every time you eat something? I didn't know that. Let's see. The part of the food that is not digested in the small intestine is squeezed into the large intestine, and from there, water molecules pass into the bloodstream. Now, the body cannot use all of the food you eat. The food it cannot use is stored into the large intestine, and then you get rid of the unused food when you go to the toilet. So in the morning, you may eat scrambled eggs or cereal, and you may drink orange juice or milk, and in a few hours, your body has digested the food and then your blood begins to carry the tiny food molecules to your muscles to make them stronger, or to your bones and teeth to make them harder, to every part of your body to give you energy and help you grow. Except the unused food that goes, that goes into the toilet. <laughs> Precisely. Just like this. And so we have learned about the digestive system. We know about the salivary glands, which make the saliva and the spit. We know that it goes down the esophagus, past the epiglottis, and into the stomach. And then we know that it passes through the stomach, mixes with fluids from the liver and the pancreas, and then goes into the small intestine, works its way through. And anything your body cannot use goes into your large intestine, and then you let it all go in the bathroom. You let it all go in the bathroom like this. Yes, you do. So that was the digestive system. But we have 12 major body systems in our bodies. And each one of them is doing something unique and different to help keep us alive. Like the teeth? That, well, the teeth are actually part of the digestive system, believe it or not, because they help crunch up the food, don't no, they? they not their bones. They are bones, but they are also part of the digestive system because they're crunching up your food for the very first time. Can you think of any of the other systems? But you picked one right there. The bones are your skeletal, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. I said teeth. Mm-hmm. But teeth you can feel... Skeletal. They are bones, yeah. You can feel bones in your body. Skeletal is part of your 12 major body systems, and it's being moved around by your muscular. And there's all those other things that work. Yep. And that is...
did. Thanks so much for listening to today's story. If you wanted to get a copy of this story, I have got a great tool I wanted to make you aware of. You can pop over to amazon.com slash shop slash storytime with Philip and mommy. And you will see I've created a list for every month of the year. And in each list, I have put links for every story that we have read in that month. So you can easily find a link to the story so you can purchase it for yourself. And of course, this all goes to help support our, our podcast so we can get new materials. And of course, don't forget, you can also pick up your copy of the Storytime with Philip and Mommy book, The Sprightly Sprite and the Dragon Dragon. And of course, we always hope that you guys enjoy our stories. And we want to say thank you so much for listening.